Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. You know, we're today we've been talking about the kingdom, and so this will be a little bit of a in-between teaching in something that, as far as like we talk, we're in this long series, like you know how important it is, right? It's so important that we're to seek first what the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That's how important it is. So understanding the kingdom is kind of important to understand how, how it affects us. And uh, we've been talking a lot about this place of perspective. And when you understand and see through the lens of the kingdom of God, you actually see differently than you can. It's impossible to see naturally. And so we're going to be talking about this phrase you hear in the Bible of lifting our eyes up to God. You know, and as we think about this, as we, when we, we right now, because we're on an earth that is, uh, we're in a battle of the two kingdoms, and the kingdom is not fully consummated, we're in the middle of this mix of great beauty and great things of God coming, and also very difficult times. And so as we go this, as we think about this, is that our, our goal is to be under this kingdom's reign and rule it right now, and when we do that, what it does, it allows us to begin seeing God more clearly. And when we see God more clearly, we're able to see the world through that same lens. And so as we think about that, you know, you think about all the times it talks about how we see in Scripture. You know, it's, it's talking about seeing through our heart. Uh, one is this place, is in, and you think about the times it says, like, when we finally get to see Jesus face to face, what happens? Just transforms us, right? Every way we see becomes different because we can see him perfectly. So there'll be a time that will happen, but right now, the more we glimpse who God truly is, the more it transforms us. But to do that, we have to lift our eyes up to him. So the verse that you probably were pretty familiar with, we sing a song about it, <laughs> uh, but in Psalms. 123.1 says, I lift my eyes to you, to you who sit enthroned in heaven. Let me just stop with that one. When we lift our eyes, we understand that the glory, the power, the majesty, the strength of the king, and we realize he's in control. He's overseeing everything. And that just changes the way we see life. Because if you're like me, some of your life feels just like, everything's out of control. Anybody feel that sometimes? Like, <laughs> it feels like it's getting there sometimes. But when you lift your eyes up, you see, okay, God is fully in control. And then it goes on to say, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. All our source of life is by the person who created us. And so when we lift our eyes up to the person who created us, we're able to understand who we are and who he is, and that's what gives us life. So, you know, for me, this whole thing of uh, where does my help come from? My help comes from you. Now, here's the thing about me. I know that, but there's so many times I don't get my eyes up. Do you know what I mean by that? I'm looking and analyzing what's going on, because I, I love visual images like this, but I can almost see myself 
looking at the things that are going on in me so often. You guys know that feeling? And you're really having struggles of trying to figure out what's going on, but you're looking in this place of inside of you and how does, you know, where does my help come from? And so, and then the other times you look from there, then you start looking around you and you start seeing all these particular things and you're trying to calculate what happened here that caused this and what happened in me that caused that. And you guys know this feeling? You're just going through this motion of trying to figure out help yourself by doing that. And so what's ironic about that, you can even do that and try to be thinking about what God might think and saying, oh, yes, and, and maybe it's this and maybe it's that. And, and you're analyzing by, you know, uh, what you think God might think by what you know. And that's better, I guess, than not putting God in the picture. But if you notice, that often doesn't bring you to a place of peace. You're still looking at this natural level, kind of using some God principles maybe, and trying to figure out, I'm in trouble, and maybe if I can think this way, I can get some help. And so as I think about this, I, I, I use this imagery of, like, I love this imagery of looking up, because... We're all in a spot, like no matter where we have these desires that are really right desires to have peace and to have understanding and comfort and fulfillment and security. And, uh, but you know, you can go through lots of different things. Like I was thinking about this. I try to have a devotion every day. Spend time in the morning for a period of time to really get connected to Jesus. And there's times that I can't get my eyes up. I, I'm even maybe reading the Bible. I may be even praying and thinking a lot and analyzing a lot and being distracted a lot and doing all these things, but there's a difference. Not that reading the Bible, all those things are really good, but there's a point in which that there's something about looking up at God personally. And I can find myself in going through a whole devotion and actually not getting my eyes connected to Jesus, the King. There's something about the person of God. When Jesus says that I am the way, the truth, and the life, he's saying I am it. It's not my principles or my truth. It's I am it. And if you want to have life the full, you find it in actually engaging with Jesus. I mean, I think about this place of just another word that's used in Scripture a lot is, I cried out to you. I cried out to you. Where's my help come from? I cried out to you. We see that a lot in Psalms. We see it in lots of verses. We see people who are Jesus, they cried out to him. They just said, I'm not doing good. Help me. They're just screaming. I mean, there's a part of this place of turning your eyes and saying, I cry out to you. And, uh, and it can be something that's, it can be fairly large, like a, a serious issue you're going through, you're going through grief. In our church, we've just had two, Caleb's mother died, passed, Bethany's, Bethany's uh, 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 father passed suddenly, and it's like, they're just grieving, right? And it's like, at those points, it's like, we're just crying out, like, I'm not doing well. This is so hard, and, and you're crying out. But it can be really about anything because we were just on a trip to um, Topeka, Kansas, kind of the destination spot. Some of you said, are you going to Bahamas or Topeka? We said, well, is there a question? Topeka, Kansas. 
So we went to back to Topeka, Kansas, which means good potato, if you didn't know. And uh, so we went back to Topeka with our grandkids. And there's lots of dynamics with teenage grandkids, right? And uh, we, uh, so, you know, we're buying stuff and doing stuff. And, and uh, recently we bought a used car, but it looks really new. In fact, we were talking about how good this car looks like new. This is so cool, right? And so we go to visit some, some people and we pull up and there's these monster dogs. I mean, we're talking about like monster dogs come up and jump up on the thing and their claws just made some marks up and down. And I'm like, like, what is this about? And so the nice dogs, we got off. And then we're driving down the highway and it starts kind of rattling. And there's someone on the balance. And then I'm making, well, the kids are, oh, they're just sleeping in the back or on their phones. And so I'm just, like, internally, I'm just like, what is, what is life about? And what, what, what do, what's happening here? I just, like, I just felt terrible inside. And I kept thinking, could I have not driven in that driveway? Should I hit the dog? Should I, should I not, should I run for the, I, I was just, I was, I was looking. Oh, let's get some peace here. Could not find any peace. It took me quite a while. As I'm driving, we happen to see some beautiful things. And I got this perspective of the king of creation who created the dog, who scratched my, you know, the, <laughs> who, and I thought to myself, it just, my perspective changed. It's like, what does it matter? It's not what this is about, right? But I couldn't get there. No matter how much I thought about principles, I had to raise my eyes up and look at the king who's enthroned the creator of all and say, okay, that puts me in perspective and I could start seeing again. You know, sometimes the places getting your eyes up is just turning to God when you're not doing well because you've messed up. You know, you know the thing is, is the word repent is really at this place where it talks about this place of of uh, of really just turning, right? It's like, if you want to get out of sin, you don't work your way out of sin. You turn and go the other direction. That's it. You can try to work yourself out of sin. You try to manage it, and you'll get nowhere with that. And so when you're in that spot where you've messed up, or you just, you've, you've tried to figure out who messed up. Did they mess up? I think it was Debbie who messed up. No, it's me who messed up. I think it's kids who messed up. You know, we start going through these things. We start justifying who messed up and how do we fix this. And we start going through this whole process and we're trying to make this okay. Right? And we're, and we're down this road where we have this, or we've done this thing in which we think, gosh, that was stupid. It's not that big a deal. And we just keep thinking about it and we're covered with shame. And we just start, we start what happens is we're just going away from God. And, and we just catch on, but we don't want to stop. And the only way to get back is just to stop and to turn and receive and actually personally turn our eyes to Jesus, the King. I mean, it can be a spot of just kind of trusting Him. You guys are at this time where you're actually, you're, you, you have your plan for your life, you know? And uh, it seems like God has a very different plan for your life. You're pretty certain it's going to go this way, and then it starts not going that way. It's like, wow, what went wrong? And to realize, to understand that your plan for your life 
God has different plans. They're better, but they're seldomly perfectly aligned. There's parts that are. And when you have those times like, wait, we're getting off track here, and we begin fighting to, to, have grand, to gain control back, that works good, doesn't it? It doesn't work good because we have to turn our eyes up. But in that spot, when the plans aren't going ahead, we will sit there and fight and stay looking at this level and looking at this level, but we won't lift our eyes up. But we have to lift our eyes up. That's the only place that you can gain a different perspective. And then, what we're going to be doing today during worship and during the, we're going to have a little clinic up here, is declaring. You know, that is lifting our eyes up. I found myself just very convicted about how much I speak about darkness and despair, <laughs> and I declare it. It's really a bad situation. Really bad. It's really bad. It's very bad. I can declare it so clearly. I'm not saying that's wrong to declare what's true, but you know, God wants to declare what is right and good and perfect, those gifts, and he wants us to say them out loud. He wants us to say what we see. And it changes your life when you begin raising your eyes up so you can see the goodness around you, right? Uh, I just have, when I was, recently I was praying and, and God said, look for moments of me. And I saw moments of him in kids playing, in nature, in people laughing, I just started seeing things differently because I, I decided to declare and look for those things. And, and the other thing I'd say about this is I, I heard this saying that I love is, if you see it, say it. Now, that's not in the negative. Don't say that. It's what you see in me that's bad. You don't have to say it right away. You have to pray about that one. But if you, if you see something good in a person and you notice it, every good and perfect gift comes to God, say it out loud, declare it. If you, and we understand there's this place of declaring to God who he is. And so as we look at him, we begin declaring who he is because we see his goodness, but it's incomplete when we see it and we don't express it, right? So look, this whole place is this place of looking, uh, raising your eyes and lifting them up to God. Let's look at James, James 4, 1, 2, 7. Well, I'm cutting part of it out, but what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? And it goes on to explain this battle that we have. You guys, this is the deal. Everybody has this stuff going on down here. All the time. You guys know what I mean? Let's get real. This is where it's happening. This is what's shaping you and causing you to react. These are the things down your heart. You have any of these battles going on. And they're saying, how, where do you come? Well, it's these desires within you and this battle going on. Your desires, your flesh against what God desires. And then the response is, therefore, anyone who goes on after explaining this or that, he goes, therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend with the world becomes an enemy to God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace? That is why the Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourself then to God and resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. I love that because it's basically saying you've got this battle going on inside of you, 
and you keep trying to figure out how to get it figured out, it's you did that, or causing all these factions between people, who caused this, I caused this, I didn't really mean that. You start justifying yourself. It's just this whole battle that goes on. And he's saying, and then we become a friend to the world. Because the world always promises things in that battle to bring, to bring relief. You know? And you just think, oh, the world will offer you plenty of things to say this will bring relief to this battle. Judgment, your drug of choice, <laughs> it can be anything, right? Just, it, it's there. But the, what it's saying there, it's basically saying, no, God gets jealous when this happens. Because he wants to look at you face to face. He wants to be in this place where he's, he, he's with you in this situation. And so God opposes the proud, but he shows favor to the humble. So submit yourself to God. Looking up requires humility. And God gives grace for that. But you will find there'll be this resistance that will cause you not to just look up to try to figure it out. And God, the way that you connect is humble, humbling yourself and choosing by choice to lift up your eyes and look at him. Now, so, worship is expressed in daily choices. Now, let me just lean in this real quick. I can't emphasize this. If you take nothing else away, this is the one I want you to take away. The choices that you make internally are huge. The ones that maybe no one else sees. The choices you make to actually say yes to Jesus and humble yourself and do that is huge. It changes everything. And so I, I think that what God is looking for is he's really just, he's not looking for you to be and do all these things. He's looking for, he's heart focused. He's looking down here at what's going on in your heart and watching what's happening. And that's how you please God. And so, you know, I love the, in Psalms 27 where it says, my heart says to you, seek his face, your face, Lord, I will seek. So what, you're, what you can feel in the middle of everything is God saying, I so long to be very present with you. And I want you to seek my face. Now what's interesting, the psalmist doesn't say, I don't feel like it. He goes, I can sense this stirring that I'm supposed to seek God's face. God's face I will seek. It's showing us a place of this choice that we have in this relationship to actually see God's face. And I think it's really interesting. Here's what I say about that. Do you know, have you ever seen a kid, you know, you're trying to get them, they hide their face. You hide your face. If you're, if you're a parent, you hide your face. Your kid will do everything to pull the pillow. Some may push your pillow in, but most kids, they, they, will, they will actually want to pull it. They got to see your face. You cover your face. They can't, I got to see your face because the face is representation of the full presence of the parent. And, they, and if that's where it really happens, when you see each other that way, face to face. And so God's saying, what I want you to do is to seek my face. And many times, all I'm doing is staying down here seeking his hands. Hey, could you come down? Could you come down and fix this situation? You know, there's a big difference between that way and looking at his face and then asking God to show you how to pray. 
and letting him get your perspective, that the starting point is seeking his face. So, in closing, um, this whole thing of uh, devotion, I just encourage you to start devoting time. And God's so gracious, but what he's after in these devotional times is not just to give you a bunch of instructions, which you will some. He's after you to allow him to be king and to rule and reign over every part of your life. To do that so you lift your, your eyes. Start crying out for, in desperation and letting your need be known to God because he's your help. When you find yourself stuck, like some of you right now, let's get real, some of you have these particular sins that you're just kind of stuck in, and you just hate them, and you feel kind of bad about them, and you keep thinking I should do better about them. (laughs) You will never get out of that sin until you get to the point of seeing Jesus' face and letting him help you. You will never get out of that sin by hiding from the person who can deliver you from that sin. And it's very odd and uncomfortable, but that's what God's grace, what Jesus has done, so we can look him face to face. And this whole thing of just trusting in him. This place where things aren't going as you expect. And you say, God, I, I, I still trust you. I still love you. And then I just want us to start declaring.